This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. I'm Coach Jen in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Karen Chatton from Gardnerville. <laughs> Where are you from? <laughs> Nevada. <laughs> and you are listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for October 8th, episode 2285. Good morning, Horse World. When your start time's on Saturday and your finish time's on Sunday... And it doesn't get much better than best conditioned. And completing the challenge is the challenge. You're an endurance rider. Well, welcome back. Second Tuesday of every month, Karen comes by and we talk all things endurance. And on today's show in particular, we're going to chat with Angela Wood, who is finishing up a cross-country ride drive a little bit differently than she thought she would. And then Tammy Raju. The ride organizer for the Red Rock Rumble is going to stop by and tell us all about that one. It's coming up in Reno, Nevada. And then AERC National Championships coming up October 31st through November 2nd. And Brian Reeves, who is helping to put that whole thing together, is going to stop by and tell us all about it. And of course, we've got an update on what's going on in the AERC in general. How you doing, Hi. Good morning, Jennifer. That, that was a You know, morning comes so fast. <laughs> <laughs> How does that happen? Oh, no. It's like, oh, didn't we just do that? You know, that I can like I can be like a zombie. I can tack up my horse in the dark and in the early morning. But then, you know, plugging in my microphone and my headphones and getting Skype and all that set up. And, and, and there you and Glenn are going beep, beep, beep answer what's wrong <laughs> why are you see here's what's the difference here, here, here's I'm why here. it works that way this is why it works that way karen because every time you tack up your horse your saddle is configured the same way it's the same bridle it's the same horse when we do this show because you only do it once a month i know uh, by, by the time Skype you come around again it's like you had a you go month. out to tack your horse in the middle in at oh dark 30 <laughs> and it's a different horse who only has three legs and it's wearing a saddle that is now inside out and the bridle is uh, uh completely different exactly <laughs> that's what happens to computers exactly and the boots don't fit and <laughs> nothing works. Yeah, yeah nothing works at, or whatever is going on yes <laughs> can you imagine well, if if our automobiles our toasters our coffee pots things the other things that we use in everyday life changed and updated and that as often as our computers do can you imagine no the kidding. incredible cluster that our life would be? Uh, exactly. Don't you hate it when stuff has to update and then it's never the same again? <laughs> Just, yeah. I, my cell phone, my, you know, computer. I, I get updates. Updates are important. Security updates, data uh, updates exactly. because there's a glitch. But the update uh -uh. that simply changes the icon for a uh, call home icon. 
changes uh-huh. to a completely different picture for no random reason. Why did you need to change it? There was nothing wrong with it to begin with. Yeah. But anyway, we died. Exactly. And, and luckily, my horses don't like uh, update themselves. They're just them. <laughs> well, you know, unless you're a chestnut mare, then. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Well, you've, you've oh. always got adventures to share with us, Karen. We've got a well, jam-packed yeah. show. What have you been up to? And my horse, actually, Bo, it was like I decided I was going to ride him the other day, a couple days ago, uh, on a, on just a training ride. And we recently got him some new pink tack. And the hackamore, the, the, it's the same hackamore, except it's got a flat, wide nose band instead of like the little rope nose band and so he decides he's not gonna listen he's gonna do what he wants and he's gonna try to snuff me out on every single tree we go by oh well that's because you made him wear pink well the junior likes the pink and so he's man enough he can pull it off so because his boots are pink his renegades are pink and he's got the pink tack and the junior wears the pink she's got a pink mohawk on her helmet (laughs) so it's like this ensemble and they you know it's really kind of cool looking but it every tree every shrub we go by he decides he's rather than go around it like he's like i normally do with him he's in this mood i don't know what put him there was he darn horse so he decides he's gonna start trying to snuff me off (laughs) or my leg i mean he must have tried to rub my leg off of off like 10 times i'm like are you kidding me what is the problem and then it's like i'm riding this out of control freight train down every hill that we're going down it's like there were no brakes no brakes well who needs (laughs) brakes who needs brakes yeah no we just want to go as fast as we want to go out of control just zoom so what happens then as an endurance rider you end up having making the horse walk which uh lately i've been using a, a few different you know riding apps on my phone which are kind of cool like last month we talked about the ride with gps app which is really kind of cool but i've also been using some other apps that that are actually really cool um the equilab it's E-Q-U-I-L-A-B. And and that app is kind of cool because what it does is it lets you, it measures how much time you spend at a walk or a trot or a canter. And that's kind of cool because, you know, what ends up happening is you realize between walking out to the trail and walking back from the trail, you know, maybe being a little bit lazy, like, you know, we can all get, you end up seeing like some of your rides where you're just basically walking half or more of the time. And so what that using these apps has done, and this is kind of my tip about using these apps to help us improve our conditioning and our training and get a little bit more serious about realizing what we're actually doing and improving our horse's fitness is that we can see how much time we actually are spending walking, trotting, cantering, and moving. 
So, you know, we need to kind of pay attention to that because uh, really, if we want to build up our horse's cardio, we've got to be, you know, moving out more. Like we did like a two hour ride a couple days ago and I only can or <laughs> it was like a, like a minute and 20 well, some seconds that, or let's something. Let's think about this it, though. If you, it, there's cantering and there's cantering. If you yeah. were cantering at 625 meters per minute for three minutes, that's a little different conditioning than cantering <laughs> at 350 meters per minute for three minutes. Let's think about well, there that. There you go. Exactly. So exactly. it's not just what gate. It's it's literally how fast exactly. are you going within that gate, right? It is. And part of, I think, mentally what happens with us is when we realize that when we do canter, we're covering you know, the same area, the same amount of distance way faster right. than if we are just walking. Right. And so mentally that kind of trips us up because we think, oh, well, we just went, you know, a quarter a mile, a half a mile, whatever at a canner, but we did it so much faster that we are not realizing that, that we are really not keeping the uh the gate and their heart rates up for that extended period of time and that's where the apps are are actually really really helpful because one of the things I've always tried to do with my horses is I try to build on I, I go by like a 10 minute interval so I try to you know I walk out to the trail so they get you know, it takes me a half a mile to get to the trail from my house. And then I try to do a trot, a 10 minute trot. And then I build on the intervals because everything where I go is gradual uphill. So I'm going to be doing like, you know, even if I'm only doing eight or 10 miles, I'm still doing usually, you know, a thousand miles or more of elevation of up and down. So you know, the, the horses are doing, you know, they got the combination of the elevation. We've got the, the varied footing. It goes from sand to rocks, ruts, washouts. And so that makes it difficult to do any kind of length of cantering where I am, unless I go and, and do it in an arena. And then I can keep the horses heart rates up and keep their you know, the, uh, the cardio, we can build on that, but it, it's not as easy as it seems to just go out and say, okay, I want to canter for 10 minutes. Yeah, You need, you need quite a lot of <laughs> ground yeah. to do that. If you've got, if you're in rocky terrain, yeah. Here in Ocala, Florida, where it's 89.95% flat as a pancake, it's a little bit easier to find that you can just let them rip, so to speak. <laughs> I know that's got to be nice. That's got to be, yeah, that's got to be really cool to be able to do that. Yeah. But, but we don't have that. We've got, um, you We've know, the dips, washouts, <laughs> the terrain, the steep, steep, steep stuff. And, uh, you know, and, and we like to explore, we like to go off-roading, you know, so we're not always following a trail when we're out there and, uh, you know, but these apps are really cool. So here's another really cool thing you can do. If you ride with 
like the Ride with GPS app, uh, you can export the GPX file and then upload it into the Relieve app. And and we've talked about Relieve before, R-E-L-I-V-E dot C-C. And that's the website. And what that does is it puts it into like a visual, it's almost like a Google Earth kind yeah, of thing. it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it is sort of cool. So you can then see the topo of the terrain of where you rode. So you can see where you go and you can see the kind of the ups and downs. And if you take photos while you ride, it actually will insert the photos for you in the exact spots uh, with the GPS yeah. coordinates of where you took the photos. Yeah, And that, that makes a huge difference. If you're not stopping to take your horse's pulse and respiration on your ride and you're just riding like, okay, I'm going to do this and see how, you know, my horse fares. Having that information is really critical because once again, cantering for three minutes at 350 meters per minute, cantering Uh, for three minutes at 625 meters per minute, two (laughs) different things. And also trotting, cantering, walking, whatever you're doing on flat ground versus uphill versus downhill versus Uh rocky terrain versus smooth smooth or sandy terrain all of those things factor into your horse's cardiovascular efforts and they also play into how hard it is on his body trotting along or cantering along in deep sand like we have here in ocala is really hard on their tendons and it's really high hard on their gluteal muscles, et cetera, et cetera. So you have to Uh take that into account in addition to the cardio part. So having the information of what kind of elevation you took in during your ride is key. So you do your ride and you're like, oh, that was awesome. But a day and a half later, your horse's back is sore. You look back on that ride and go, oh, well, look at that. We, We trotted up a really steep section early in our ride. Uh Okay, well, we need to take that into account. I need to do some more strengthening for my horse's hindquarters, et cetera, et cetera. So being mm-hmm. able to look back on that uh, accurately right. is really a great idea to have that handy and have that around. Yeah, and that's why the apps are great because you actually, when you use some of these apps, just so you guys know, you you can turn off just, the, you, you know, you can kill all your other apps you don't have to have your internet on because it'll run the GPS part on your phone will run and you can kill everything else so that it's not running your battery down. Well, that's kind of important too. Yeah. Because most, most phones have half yes. a dozen different apps running in the background all the time. Oh, I know. Yeah. So will, if, if yeah, you're, one of those if you're people not careful. Yeah. If your phone, if your phone yeah. battery only lasts a half a day, it, find someone who can help you turn off the extraneous apps. <laughs> exactly. I know. Or, you know, there's little portable battery chargers you can plug in and use, especially if you're doing, a, you know, a long endurance ride. Then you can keep, you know, otherwise, if you have an hour hold or 45 minute hold, then, you know, you can hopefully go plug in and recharge it back up. But, uh, yeah, if you're running a bunch of apps and stuff, it will drain your phone down. Um, but these apps are great because they do, they keep you honest. So it's like, oh yeah, I went, you know, endurance writers are famous for, um, 
exact, you know, it's like fishermen. Yeah, I caught a 40 pound, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, I you did 28 for- miles in three hours yesterday. No, you didn't. Exactly. No, that's not really what you're doing. But these apps keep you honest because it's like, oh, we only went 11 miles. <laughs> well, they, like- they can not only keep you honest, but they can yeah. give you a reality check. You may think you are exactly. getting your horse fit. When in fact, you're either not working hard enough or in a lot of cases, you're doing exactly. too much. And that's why your horse is having soundness issues because you're pushing too hard and you don't realize there you it. Go. Yeah. Exactly. You got to build up in increments. You know, that's why I do that 10 minute thing that I've and I've been doing that for 20 some years where, you know, it's like, OK, we're going to trot from here. We're going to trot for 10 minutes. And I know, you know, based on a seven and a half to eight and a half mile trot how far I'm going to be going in that 10 minutes right so so I know and you know and I figured that out you know way before we had all these apps and GPSs (laughs) and stuff to help us out but now we do have these tools and so they are fabulous so they can keep us honest they can keep us on track and we can look back at what we're doing and um the You know, it's kind of funny when you look at the, uh, like Equilab or, you know, any of them and you see, like, especially if you've done an arena work day and you can look at how, how bad your circles are. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah. You look at the potato shapes that you're making. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Potato shapes. And, uh, of course, you know, they're not a hundred percent accurate because you can see clearly you're you're going outside of the fence line. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, they're it's, not, yeah, it's still, it's still a satellite. So it only gets so accurate. Now, back in the day before there were telephone apps, we just used a stopwatch, which I still have. I use a stopwatch. I don't use an app because that's just way too much thinking for me. Um, I have a love hate relationship uh-huh. with my phone. <laughs> so I just have a plain old uh, stopwatch and, you know, you walk for, for, in our case, we walk for 30 minutes, then we're going to, uh-huh. Early in the season, we've had the entire summer off around here in, in Florida. So I might do three, four-minute trots with a yeah. two-minute break in between. And all I do is hit my button on my stopwatch, on, off, on, off, on, off. And that gets the job done, too. So if you're anti-app, like some folks mm-hmm. are, you can just use a stopwatch. And all you need to do is go online, Google um, interval training for horses, or buy yourself a couple of good books on interval training. The um, eventing book by Sally O'Connor is really good, if I remember right. Okay. Uh, and you can look up stuff. And it, in our case, we used to just take the respiration all the time because we weren't hopping off and using our our um, stethoscopes. So that's also a good way if you're not going to be able to get on and off your horse and you want to check how his stress level is doing partway through your ride. Sure. Or if you're really unsure of where his current fitness level is – you use right. just use the respiration because all you have to do is lean over and look at their nostrils. You can get a pretty re- pretty good read on their what their respiration. Right, is. and and I look at their flanks and and yeah. I can judge by how my horse is breathing whether they're going to be down on their poles or not. But we always check pulse post ride recoveries every time. And I actually have a um, a little notebook that I keep in my trailer. And I write it down every single time, the date, uh, how far we went, 
how we rode. Like, was it in an arena workout, a trail, how much elevation we did? And then their post-ride recoveries. Like, I like to take their pulse as soon as we get back. And then I like to take it again and in another five or 10 minutes once we have their tack off just to see how they're doing. And, you know, like right now is what's really interesting now is we've got their winter coats are growing in. So the horses have turned into like these big fuzzy teddy bears, like within, a, you know, a month's time. Pulse, pulse. I can't find a pulse. It's like taking a pulse through a pillow. <laughs> oh, no kidding. And, you know, so it, it makes things so difficult with all this hair because yeah. they're dirty to start with. The more you brush them, the dirtier they seem to get because it just brings the hair the out the or the dirt <laughs> out of the hair. Yeah. So they're like filthy and disgusting. And then when we ride them, they're all crusty and dirty and Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, yeah, horses are a ton of work. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. So there we go. Using apps or stopwatches or whatever. Now, one last thing before we get to Kristen, who's, who Glenn, Glenn's working over there in the uh, producer section. He's getting Kristen on the phone. How okay. do you, because you talked about going on a training ride, how do you define training ride versus not training ride? You know, every ride is a train, you know, every ride is a training ride. <laughs> you know, the still these horses, they're, you know, um, we encounter so many different things. It's, it's always interesting. Um, and, and lately, I think I put this in my show notes. We, my neighbor across the street, his dog has been skunked twice. And then another neighbor saw the skunk running through my horse pen <laughs> and then twice in the last month I've had coyote poop in my horse paddock and of course other neighbors are reporting bears we've seen uh, it's crazy it's like Every night we hear the coyotes, they're howling, they're coming into the neighborhood. One neighbor next to me saw a coyote at noon, like in the middle of the day, oh, going means. down the other neighbor's driveway. So we have all this wildlife going on around us. So um, I guess that ultimately it's probably good for my horses to get to experience it all. But man, what do you do if your horse gets skunked? I mean. Yeah. Um, I mean, with a dog. A gallon right there. Yeah, with the dog, you can bring the dog, you know, confine it, control it. You've, you know, put it in the bathroom, get it, you know, get the skunk stuff off. But with the horse, because I'm thinking, oh my God, if Bo gets ever skunked, he is going to be rubbing it off on the, on the barn. The entryways, the doors, the fence, the gate, the other horse, everywhere he's going to, there's going to be skunk smell. I will never be, I will never have the end of it if that horse ever happens to get skunked. So um, I suggest that you find someone who makes a skunk deodorizing product and get them to be your sponsor quick. <laughs> no kidding. Well, yeah, the, the skunk, then one neighbor said it was huge. It was like the size of a dog. It was just gigantic so um <laughs> I, I looked it up and it's like 
these skunks they reproduce they're just like cats they can have like these big litters of baby skunks and so and they have like this four mile range or whatever so i'm thinking well great that means our whole neighborhood has skunks (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there we go. Well, well speak, speaking of uh, getting sponsors, we've got one of our sponsors we on do. the phone right now. We've got Kristen from The Distance Good. Depot here. And we're going to talk. It looks like we're talking about fall riding gear. Welcome back to the show, Kristen. Good morning, Kristen. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you doing? How's the weather back there where you're at? Well, it's starting to cool down. We've had some pretty warm days, but um, it's going to be nice and chilly this weekend. So definitely cooling down. Well, we're going to talk about some of your fall riding gear. Um, Okay. So you have carrots, raincoats. and. We do. Warm shirts, fall tights, gloves, headbands. So, so uh, give it, give us a rundown on some of these fun things to yeah. to wear in the fall. The, the new, okay, the new carrots fall line is here, um, and they have, as always, great designs. Um, the carrots counter canter fleece um, half zip is cozy and soft fleece inside. Um, with fun designs of running horses or bits um, to show your equestrian style. Um, just super warm and soft, that nice quarter zip at the top that you can zip up when the wind starts to blow. Um, and we brought in their double diamond sweater, which is also very equestrian-oriented um, um, in a pretty blue with bits on the front, um, really pretty. And their raincoats this year are super cute, too. Um, mm-hmm. The precip waterproof jacket is in a black plaid. It has blues and purples. It's really pretty. And who doesn't love waterproof? It has a stowaway right. hood, so if you don't want the hood, you don't have to have it. But if you need it, it's there, which is really a nice feature, too. And as always, um, they're longer in the back so that they cover your saddle. Great for when you're riding in the saddle and about town, too. Um, the carrots confirmation coat is a nice, um, you know, mid-length coat. It's not, um, they didn't do a long coat this year, but the confirmation coat is a perfect length, again, for being in the saddle, giving lessons out and about around the barn just to keep you dry. It sheds water. It's water-resistant and wind-resistant, um, but a couple of nice options there. Their tights this year are really great. Of course, they have pockets, so we brought in their boot cut tight and their regular um, um, Win Pro tight um, that's good for three seasons. So you can use it in the spring, the fall, and through winter. Mm. Fleece lined, of course, so super comfy, like wearing your sweats. And um, my favorite tight this winter is the embossed power stretch. It has running horses down the side in a real subtle. They're black, but you can see the running horses in a real subtle print on there. Um, so those are kind of fun. It's hard to see it in the picture, but um, those are really neat with the with the embossed horse on the side. Um, just makes it a fun tight for sure. Of course, we have gloves. Lots of different gloves. We have. Um, brought back the um, SSG um, 10 Below glove, which is great. It's waterproof, so you can scoop out the snow and ice and your hands stay dry. Um, 
they're warm in the winter. I, I don't know. I've tested them when it's been just bitter cold. Um, I have to go inside when it's that cold. But um, <laughs> they do work great for waterproof. Uh, nothing keeps my fingers warm as hard as I try. Um, I know. But they are a great glove just to have. And, of course, we have an economy glove that sh- sheds hair and mud. I like that glove. The price point on it is super. I think it's around $16. Um, it's great for doing barn chores. Um, and then, of course, you know, all of our other gloves. Carrot has an embossed horse winter fleece glove, which also doesn't coat the fleeces on the inside, which I appreciate because hay and hair don't stick to the gloves. Um, so that makes it a nice That's feature. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, then we have rump rugs for your horse, too, to keep those big riding muscles warm um, mm-hmm. in the back end there. The Easy Care Bun Warmer is waterproof sheds rain, um, and um, has polar fleece on the underside, again, to keep your horse warm. And a nice drawstring feature so you don't have to get down and pull it up. If it warms up, you can just use the little drawstring and suck it up to the back of your saddle. So that's a pretty cool feature. Um, And we do have a waterproof quarter sheet, too. So you can actually put that bucklet around the front of you and keep your horse dry um, as well as your legs. So if you're out hacking, um, that's a nice option, too. And you have headbands, and you you can wear the headbands underneath the helmet, right? Under your helmet, yes. Oh, perfect. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, they fit under there really nicely, and they're cute designs with the navy bits um, by carrots. So real soft and polar fleece keeps the wind off your ears, too. So you can wear it around the barn and under your helmet. Yes, and, perfect uh, timing because, yes, it's getting cool in the mornings for sure. It, yeah, it is. It's supposed yeah. to get down into the 30s here, but I hear snow up north <laughs> already. <laughs> yes, so. it's coming. So give us your website and your phone number. We are www.thedistancedepot.com and the phone number is 866-863-2349. Thanks, Kristen. Thanks. Take care. Bye, Kristen. Bye-bye. All right. Our next guest, or our first guest we have, is Angela Wood. She is back. She was here last month telling us about her trip. She had just driven, I think it was 4,400 miles on her two horses in a wagon across the United States from one coast to the other and in the last month she has sort of finished up her her route she's been bringing attention to childhood hunger and raising funds to help with that cause and uh, the recently her trip sort of took a different direction it not everything has gone as she wanted but she got it done so we're going to We're going to welcome her back and hear about the rest of her adventure. So welcome, Angela. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. I'm glad to be back. Well, it's good to hear from you. So tell us, give us a rundown. What has happened to you in the last month? How, how, what, what's, what's happened? What happened was that, um, Everything was going well, and then uh, my big renegade slipped on the pavement and pulled a muscle so hard that he actually took a little chunk of bone off his hip. So he's been sidelined. Yeah, he'll he'll 
fully recover, but he's been sidelined for the next six months to a year. So I've decided that my truck would end at the coast this time. Uh-huh. And so what I did is I parked my wagon at a very kind lady's house and parked Renegade and my puppy there. And I got on my horse Aww. and rode to the coast. Now, I have to thank a lot of people for the gear because I had no riding gear with me. So right. I have to, you know, I have to tuck her saddle and, and Andrea and Jerosha for loaning me their saddle gear. So had you um, ridden Buck before, before you started on, on this trip? Oh, yes. Both of them were, were good okay. riding horses before I even harnessed them up. So that was not the problem. I mean, he actually rides real good with none but a halter and a um, bareback. Oh, so good. I had no okay. doubt on, on that he could do it. My only doubt on him was that, you know, he hadn't been rode in a year. He'd been drove, but not uh-huh. rode. Sure. I wasn't sure how well the muscles would translate. Because, wow. you know, of course, when you're riding a horse, it takes a different set of muscles than when you're driving a horse. Right. And, and what about you? How <laughs> how did you transform into going from being a driver into being a rider? For well, honestly, I thought it was going to be hard. I thought I was going to hurt. Uh huh. But again, thanks to a very comfortable Tucker saddle that they loaned me, uh-huh. I was I was not sore. One hundred and seventy eight miles, and there was no soreness. Oh, good. Um, so, what did what did you think about riding through California? <laughs> Well, a lot of it was very, very beautiful. I mean, it was drop-dead oh. gorgeous. Some of it, the traffic was very heavy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was thankful I was, I was on a very steady, quiet horse that just, like, the meandered along when I hit some of the traffic areas. Uh-huh. Um, he, was, he was amazing. I mean, sirens going off right behind him, traffic going by him at 70 miles an hour, it seemed like. And he just kept his head and just kept plod- plodding along. Oh, good, um, good. And and so, where did you end up finishing at on the coast? What what part? I wound up in Bodega Bay um, on the Salmon Creek. I got I got special permission from the Rangers to to take Starbuck onto the Salmon Salmon Creek Beach, uh-huh. um, which does not usually allow horses nowadays. But um, I got I called the Rangers and they gave me special permission to take him on that beach so that the people who were meeting me there didn't have to walk a mile to get to the ocean. Yeah. Um, so well, that was very awesome. I mean, and it was very beautiful. The pictures are just turned out to be wonderful. Oh, uh, good. But, good. And so how is Renegade doing? Renegade is doing well. He's still a little bit lame. He's no longer sore. He don't seem to be sore. But he's still a little bit lame on his back leg that he pulled the muscle uh-huh. on. The vet said it probably would be that way for another three months, and then it'll be another. Then he won't probably won't be lame at all for after that. But it'll be a year before he's able to be rode or drove. Okay, so, so tell tell us a little gonna, bit about what your fundraising goals for your uh, uh, charity. Well, I'm ra- I'm raising money for No Kid Hungry org. And my goal was 7,000 miles for $7,000, $1 per mile. And um, due to the fact that I won't be turning around and going back, of course, the miles have been cut short, which I really, really regret. Um, 
because I was actually really looking forward to the trip home too. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. But, um, but thanks to the generosity of everybody around me and everybody's been extremely generous. I'm now at, um, $6,135 on the fundraiser. And I have a pledge from one lady that said that whatever's left, she will cover, cover it to 7,000. So I'm kind of hoping I make 7,000 before she has to fill that pledge. Cause that's quite a bit of money, but right. it's just been awesome. Um, like I, like I said, in all, all the way across, no child should be hungry, especially not in America. Um, you know, and I tell people we need to, we need to do something at a local level. You know, just reach out and help someone, help a child, help an elderly, um, individually, you know, forget doing the big government programs and all that. Let's just help individually in our local neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You can't, maybe we can't change the world, but we can change our neighborhood. Exactly. We can all make a difference in some way. Correct. Um, you, you just make a small difference. One person can make a small difference. And if enough people make that small difference, then the big difference will happen. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. Yes. And you've been on the road for a, a full year, year, right? 14 months to be exact. 14 months. It's wow. Months and two days. And you know, the funny part about it, I didn't consciously do this, but I hit the coast on the East coast on October 7th. And I hit the West coast on October 5th at oh, 11 wow. o'clock on both times. Oh gosh. Wow. Yeah. That kind of feels up my back too, considering how close together it was. And, and both of them was at 11 o'clock. Uh-huh. To be exact. 11, kind of 11.18 for, yeah, 11, for the East Coast and 11.20 for the West Coast. Wow. And so now what are your plans? Well, as of right now, my planning is to pack everything up, ship everything home. Um, I'm going to be trading my wagon for a ride home. Um, I'm going to miss my wagon. I love my little wagon. And in an ideal mm-hmm. world, I'd ship it home, too, but it'll cost almost $4,000 to ship my wagon home. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's just easier to make that trade because it'll cost about that to ship my horses home. Mm-hmm. So I've traded for a very nice lady. She's going to haul me home for my wagon. Oh, good. <laughs> good. So that takes care of that. And then once I get home, uh-huh. I'll be going back to work. And I'm going to be saving that money again to come back and finish my trek. Oh, good. I'm going to finish this trek one way or the other, but it'll be a couple of years. I can't give it an exact date yet Uh because I got to save up money and do this and do that and all that. You know how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to be finishing this trek. Yeah. Well, Um, it's been quite, quite an adventure you have had. (laughs) That's for sure. It has. (laughs) I have met wonderful American people, you know. They say we need to make America great again. America's already great. We just need to recognize that fact and work work on a local level. Uh-huh. Um, people are just, I mean, honestly, that you know, when I made a call out for a saddle, I had five different saddles offered to me. Unfortunately, my my little buckskin has a very broad back, uh-huh. and he couldn't fit all those saddles. So finally, one of my friends contacted Tucker Saddle company and they actually sent me a wide saddle that fit him perfect i mean his little back was he had no tenderness whatsoever in the whole trip and this went up about america america's already great we just need to recognize that fact and start 
pushing out. Stop ignoring. Start get rid of the fear of our neighbors and start helping. There you go. Now, have you experienced any kind of a like a letdown or, uh, you know, going back into, you know, real um, regular life? How how is that? How are you yeah. handling that? Well, I'm not there yet, so it haven't not, hit me yet. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sad that it's over, but I'm not actually home in my own farm. Right, um, right. You know, so I've not actually hit the letdown yet. Yeah, um, I'm sad tra- that it's over. That's a tough transition, you know, when you're going going to yeah. be going from 14 months on the road, living with your horses and your dog, to, to going back, you know, to w- what we call real life. It's... It's going yeah, to be I've, a I've, I've challenge. To, I've talked to everybody. I've talked to a lot of long riders who have done this type of trek, and they say that's a big challenge. But my thing is that my real life is not really that much different, per se. I'm a truck driver. Uh-huh. I travel all the time anyway, so I'm not okay. sure I'm going to have that right now. Um, I'm going to miss having my horses every day. I know that. That might be where the letdown comes in at. Um, yeah, yeah. But as far as the travel goes, it really was not that much different as being a truck driver because you're not home anyway. Um, but, yeah, the letdown comes from me. So far, the only the only sadness and letdown I'm having coming from that section is the fact that I'm not finishing the rest of the trek at this time. Um, uh-huh. I feel like I kind of haven't finished it yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. The completion okay. isn't there in my heart. Right, but you will get to it. So I, I know you're I determined. Will. And uh, you've got, yeah, a great cause. And we will, uh, again, share the links. So for those that are listening, you can go to uh, the links that we're going to post. Uh, and if you want to donate or contribute or help in any way, you can. And uh, Angela, congratulations on making it from coast to coast. And thank you for joining us again this morning. Thank you. It was a wonderful, wonderful. The whole, the whole trip was actually 4,529 miles. Oh, wow. And I really appreciate you all coming with me. Thank you. It was an awesome trip. Thanks, Angela. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Wow. Wow. That's some some adventure. Wow. I know that many miles. And you know, when she was here last month, her horses, they both, they had good weight. They that looked was impressive, great. wasn't it? That, Cause that's not an they, easy thing to do on this kind of a track, you know? No, I know it was, it was very impressive. Her horses were, they looked fantastic. Yeah. They, and just what a sad thing that the one slipped and fell and got injured. Like he did like, one state away from finishing after being on the road for, you know, over a year. Yeah, just <laughs> just d- dumb luck, right? Horses are all the it, time trying to hurt themselves. It, yes. It yeah. You put them in a bubble suit and they'll end up getting, you know, rain rod or <laughs> a fungus or some stupid thing, you know? Well, just, speaking of horses, horses all the time trying to do themselves in, what are the handy dandy <laughs> things that that endurance riders have discovered and need to get to the rest of the world is. Oh, we're going to talk about renegade hoof boots. Renegade hoof boots. You figured that out right away, didn't you? I did because we just actually went through me and my junior and we cleaned up all of our 
boots and made sure everything is in good shape and we matched them all up and got them all together so we're all ready for the upcoming rides and the national championship and renegades are made in the usa anybody that wants to get more information on them go to renegadehoofboots.com they come in several different colors there's a couple different models so depending on your horse's hoof shape whether it's more round or uh you know, more oval or whatever it is, uh, there, you know, you can kind of mix and match. Um, that's right. Even if they have two different shaped feet. Exactly. They're not sold in pairs. You get them one at a time. And horses are a lot like humans. We don't have exactly the same. They don't have exactly, their feet are not always exactly perfect. So that's actually pretty common, especially in thoroughbreds. You see that a lot where, the left uh-huh. and the right are are different shapes and different angles and things. And that's exactly. one of the, the cool things about the Renegades is because you get one at a time. Exactly. And they're a little bit more forgiving on the sizing. Like, uh, in fact, I just had measured my horse's feet actually last night. And uh, one, you know, cheap, one of Chief's front feet was just like one sixteenth of an inch short of five inches wide mm-hmm. whereas the other was five and like almost an eighth of an inch so but he still wears a two on both front feet and they're fine they've been perfect all year we no boots have twisted or turned or come off so you know it's like man i couldn't be happier these boots are working just awesome and uh you know, and I I love the colors. We got, actually, they did a limited run of pink boots. So we have Bo, we're calling him Twinkle Toes. He's Poor been wearing Bo. pink renegades. Poor Bo. <laughs> I, I know, poor Bo. But you know what? It, it, he was, because he tried to rub me off on like 10 different trees the other day, he deserves to he wear deserves pink. It. There you go. I'm kind of kind of annoyed with him okay, there you, go. Well, you 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 be annoyed with Bo, and we're going to sit back and take a little break here listen to a little bit of Templeton okay. thompson and when we come back we will be speaking with perfect tammy who is the organizer of the red rock rumble endurance ride she could have passed for a cowboy the way she carried herself and that 50 pounds of leather put it up on that pony light as a feather like she'd done it all her life And she asked if I was ready Handing me the reins And we started out walking Up until that morning She hadn't been much on talking Guess it finally come a time And she said I've learned more From the back of a horse Than most folks ever get to know you never really know what you're made of Till you ride out on your own Hold on tight 
up her car Heads out of the driveway She'll have had enough Of doing things my way It'll be her turn to fly And I'll say I've learned more From the back of a horse Than most folks ever get to know You never really know What you're made of Till you're right out on your own Templeton Thompson. You can find her music at templetonthompson.com where you can download it. You can also buy old school CDs. She can also be found on iTunes and Spotify and CD Baby. I would encourage you to do that. She has lots and lots of songs, several albums out. So check that out today. And you are listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network. This is the monthly endurance episode, which happens on the second Tuesday of every month. And Karen Chatton hangs out with me. We talk all things endurance. And mm-hmm. to- tomorrow's show, which is going to be uh, Wednesday, Jamie's going to be back. This will be our first show post-retired racehorse project makeover. And coming up now, we've got our next we guest. Tammy Rougeau, who is a West Region endurance rider and ride manager of the super popular Red Rock Rumble ride in Reno, Nevada, which is coming up on October 12th in Reno, Nevada. Welcome, Tammy. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Karen. Hi, Jennifer. How are you doing? Great. We had four fabulous days of trail marking and clearing, and I can still walk. (laughs) <laughs> I know the trail is great. How, how, is, how is everything coming together this year for you? Wow. It's coming together really great. Um, we're a week early because the national championships are coming up and we wanted to give people some extra time and um, it's worked out absolutely perfectly. We're going to have beautiful 70 degree weather, Uh, We've probably got 90 plus riders already signed up between the 50 mile, the 30 mile and the intro ride. We've got about a dozen 
intro riders, so we're excited to bring some new folks into the sport. Good. Um, because the weather's so great, we were able to get in and clear a trail that we haven't been able to get to for um, the last seven or eight years. And so thanks to Pat and Helen Mooney for going in and locating the trail so that we could get through there. Um, we got in with seven of us this week and um, got it all cleared, and it's absolutely beautiful. Denise Montaigne called it the Zen four miles of trail, so hopefully oh, the riders will really enjoy it. So describe what the trail is like on this ride. So it's going to be quite a combination of single track. Like I said, the, the creek trail is is a little bit technical, but you just go slow and take your time, and it's just beautiful. Lots of Jeep roads, so the riders will have plenty of time to – plenty of areas where they can really, you know, make time and, and get a good get a good pace set. We're going to do an away check out in a new area that was just permitted from the BLM last year. So that will be nice for us. Um, lots of hills. So, you know, not – no, no hills that are too overwhelming, but um, some nice climbs. Mm-hmm. It's, there's a lot of areas that are going to really resemble the National Championship 20 Mule Team Trail. So okay. this will be a good workout for those horses who are headed south for the championship. Mm-hmm. And the footing is normally very good on this ride, isn't it? Yes, it's going to be. It's, again, fabulous. For, for in about a ride. Have some rock. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, lots and lots of um, of nice, easy sand, not deep sand, but the kind that uh, will give your barefoot horse a nice trim if you stay in it. But uh-huh. we do recommend that um, the horses wear foot protection all the way around because, like I said, there are some sections that are a little bit rocky. The last few years of bad winters or good winters, depending on your opinion, uh-huh. um, have really kind of washed out a lot of the sand and exposed more of the, the granite-type rock that Nevada is so famous for. Right, right. And how long have you been uh, p- putting on this ride, or how long has the ride been in, in existence? So I believe, in fact, I was thinking about that last night. Um, I believe this is our eighth or ninth year for this ride. Uh-huh. Um, and we host it out of the same ride camp where we've had rides of March um, in March for the uh-huh. last 18 years. Wow. Um, it's okay. also the same area where the last West Region National Championship was held when they had it uh, was the Red Rock ride. Mm-hmm. So some of the same trails that we used for that National Championship will be used on this. So it's really kind of special. And we have other types of wildlife on the trail I remember uh like a big group of wild horses galloping like across the trail right behind us one year uh so what yeah (laughs) that's a little bit you know exciting for an Arab (laughs) or probably for any it is especially if you're riding a mare (laughs) (laughs) okay um (laughs) Um, haven't been chased on my mare by said Sterling Stallion. Um, okay. Anyways, yeah, lots and lots of wildlife. Uh, we we found a huge herd of maybe 12 to 15 deer when we were clearing the trail. So it'll be deer and antelope. Um, the hawks and the eagles are out um, 
thick and you just really kind of have to pay attention. You'll see some beautiful birds, um, lots of uh, bear and cat tracks, but we've never seen them. So lots of wildlife out there. And of course, coyotes which are uh-huh. pretty healthy and easy to see this time of year. Uh-huh. And we have other amenities, like I understand from reading the ride info, a taco truck. Yes, Martine of La Fonda's taco truck will be out at the main ride camp serving some amazing food. Uh, it, you know, your traditional burgers and fries too, but their um, Mexican fare is absolutely to die for. So I delicious, know. and he's become a mainstay of our NASTAR rides. So everyone, riders will all get one meal as part of their entry and everybody else can pay as they go right up to the truck. Um, He'll be there from usually mid-morning all the way to the end. So we make sure that even those riders who've thoroughly enjoyed every minute of the trail will have something to eat when they get to the end. Good. Lots of good camaraderie. We have a good group of volunteers and even some volunteers that are coming from out of state to help us out to make sure that the ride gets on. Three vets this year to take care of all 90 horses. Wow. Um, Susan McCartney Good. will be our head vet with um, Betsy Lau from Comstock as the second vet. And Walt from oh, from Fallon will oh, be Fallon. out to help us. Oh, it. So it'll be really okay. exciting. So there's going to be one out, out vet check like uh, the first half of the ride and then the rest in camp? Yes. The riders okay. and even LDs get to do the away check. Our, green, our local green bean team was very excited to have an away check to finish off their year with. Um, so that'll be really fun. Everyone will go out roughly 20 miles and then um, have their away check. And the 50s will be there probably half an hour, 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes. Um, uh-huh. Of course, that'll be up to Susan McCartney on the day of the ride, how long it'll be. Um and then the LDs will come right back in to the finish in the main camp. And the 50s will go out and do about a 15-mile loop uh, and come back into camp for their big, long, one-hour Taco Fest hold. And then they'll go out and do their last 15 miles um, on some of the best parts. I should say most requested parts. It's funny when you run a ride and riders actually contact you and say, oh, please do this section of trail. I love it so much. <laughs> uh-huh. So um, yeah. by yeah. popular request, the last 15 miles will be enjoyed by the, the 50 milers. Oh, good. And, uh, and I don't know if we should give this away, but Nevada rides are famous for what in the water troughs? <laughs> oh, cold beverages. You know, <laughs> so a little something for everyone in That's the water right. trough. And so, so you guys listening, you got to come and do some of these Nevada rides because, well, first of all, there's a taco truck and then there are cold beverages in the water tanks. And uh, yes. That's right. And the trails, and I, I have to say, are really well marked. So if you miss a turn... It's because you're not paying attention because I've done that, but you're paying too much attention. Yeah. Paying too much attention to the amazing scenery and the fact that uh, you're in Nevada and you can have trees 
and creeks and green meadows and high desert sagebrush all at the same time. Um, And some, some of the rock formations um, for anybody who's a geologist nut, uh, you will love the rock formations. Um, It's pretty much a testament to the history of the, of the earth right there. But yeah, well, uh, if I can get into town to find the most requested um, root beer flavor, I had to look long and hard for it last year, but I will try to find that as well. So (laughs) that's always fun for the junior riders. We have um, quite a handful of junior riders this year, so I'm real excited for that. It's always fun having kids on the trail. That's good. Great. Well, thanks, Tammy, for joining us. And I'm looking forward to the ride this weekend. I will be there with my junior. So I will see you on Friday. Yay! (laughs) Absolutely. Thanks for having me on and thanks for highlighting our ride. Sure. Thanks, Thanks again. Bye, Tammy. Okay. Bye-bye. Have a great day. You too. So this endurance being a nationwide sport that has to, by its, by definition, happen out of doors. (laughs) <laughs> the season here in Ocala doesn't really get underway until late October. Okay, yes, because you guys have heat and humidity. Right, so we we ride in the winter here versus in your part of the country, you pretty much ride in the probably spring and fall, well, maybe a little bit in the summer. Yeah, we because we kind of are forced to take winters off yeah, because we have, have yeah We have snow, we have snow. And, so, and freezing temperatures. Is it... Is endurance the kind of sport culturally where people will follow the circuit, so to speak? Like when you're a hunter and jump, hunter jumper, the season is year round. You just go to where the competitions are. Do a lot of riders do that or do they pretty much stick in their own territory? Yeah, there there are a few riders that they have a second home or they go down to Arizona for the, for the winter, like snowbirds or whatever they're called. So yeah, people do travel around, especially you know, since we do have an aging population where there's, you know, quite a few members are retired so that they're able to do that and and travel and go to different regions and, and ride, you know, hopefully maybe someday I'll get to do that. Go <laughs> try out so different what, regions. What's the furthest from home ride that you've ever done? Uh, well, the Pony Express, I've done Twice it was two thousand miles, and we went to Missouri, and then basically rode home. Uh, I've been to Fort Stanton in New Mexico. Uh, Have you ever gone east of the Mississippi? No, I haven't. But you know, there's an idea. I should. There we go. See, I I know. But guess what? The national championship this year. I don't have to travel that far Yay! because it's in California. It's in, in Ridgecrest, California coming up. Yay! And we have one of the co-managers, Brian Reeves, with us to tell us and talk about all this exciting info coming up about the National Championship Ride. Uh, good morning, Brian. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I know we're... Excellent. Uh, yeah, we're. This is exciting to have the national championship in California. It, it's it's great. Yeah, it's great to have it out on the West Coast. Um, Finally, after absolutely like absolutely fantastic. It's, 
been like 10 years or more, hasn't it? Right. I think it's been longer than 10 years, actually. Um, but it's it's really good. I'm, I'm really happy. Uh, Melissa, Robert, and I are really, and Val are really happy uh-huh. to put it on. And I think it's going to be an awesome ride. And you've been involved with ride. How long has this ride been going on? This 20 mule team it, ride. This, okay. We just had our 40th year this last wow. February. Uh-huh. Um, I've been involved in it for 20 nine years. Wow. So I started with Jackie Bumgarner so and when Jim you were Bumgarner. Like <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it just Something it like just, that, Karen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes, you did. You started with uh, the Bumgarners. Yep. And, and uh, I started I started helping and then taking over from there. Yeah, and the ride has only gotten better year after year after year. I I think so. I think we try every year to make it better and, and improve things. I don't think we can ever just sit back and let it let it ride the way it was, you know, and I'll always try to right. it might not be a huge change, but something to make it easier or better for the riders. Right. You know, and there were these big earthquakes down there this year. And I saw some of the photos of how the earth right. really shifted and changed. How did that affect the trail? Um, so far, what I what we've seen, it, it hasn't affected it at all. Um, and it was lucky. I was uh, texting and phoning, I mean, literally within an hour or so of the of the earthquakes because obviously I have lots of friends that live in Ridgecrest. So mm-hmm. um, everybody seemed like they got through it. Okay. The trails seem like they're fine. Um, we've been out on them since then and everything's held together. Oh, good. Good. So that's, that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. Cause okay. yeah, all of us were kind of holding our breaths after all those earthquakes going, Oh my gosh, what's going on? <laughs> I know. So you've been getting a lot of good, entries from several states and different regions of the country yeah we've gotten new jersey uh florida all through the midwest canada um so it's it's great you know maybe it's somebody else's turn i mean i've traveled all over the country and out of the country competing so Uh um, maybe it's good that other people do the same and come this way from you know, from the East, because it's, it's really cool to ride in other regions. Anyhow, sure. Um, I've ridden uh-huh. in, I think every region, um, AERC has, um, uh, and I've ridden in Canada. So, and overseas, but anyhow, it, it's, it's, I think it's going to be really cool. And I think people are going to enjoy it. Um, and for the people on the East coast, just think no humidity. And no bugs. That's all like, the plus. Yes. I, as you know. Yeah. No opening your mouth and swallowing a mouthful of bugs. That's, <laughs> Ex- that's true. Exactly. Or your horse. Been there, done that. Trying to kick at bugs while they're trotting. Because <laughs> they don't. Yeah. They're not yeah, happy. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce a- Christ, yeah absolutely. Not a problem there. And uh, yeah. it's So describe the trail a little bit for for the listeners that don't know what it's like. Okay. Um, it is high desert 
all of it's high desert. Um, a lot of it is desert fire road um, and single, some single track trail. It's all rolling hills, um, but it's definitely hills. Um, it's not a flat course, um, but it's completely, as you know, Karen, you've done it many, many times. Uh-huh. It's completely doable for even a first time. It's a fantastic first time hundred exactly. um, for people that, yes. you know, even if you came out and did the open ride, it is, it is probably one of the best first time hundreds around. It definitely and this goes back from when they used to have a bunch of hundreds. Right. You know, it's it's really it's and, really uh, easy for that. And and I have to applaud you because you and I know Nick Warhol have done just a fantastic job of redesigning and changing and basically upgrading the trail in the last few years from where it used to be. It's uh, just. It's fantastic. It's definitely. Well, thank you. Yeah, Nick. Nick, yeah. I, I, I mean, I applaud Nick. Nick is Nick and for I sure. were. We've known each other for a long time. We uh-huh. did our both of our first hundreds. We rode together, Aww. and it was at Twenty Mule Team a long time ago. And um, were you on? Were you on Goofy? I was on Goof, oh, and goofy. Um, yep, yep, my decade horse Goofy. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> Anyhow, we we you know we've been good friends ever since, uh-huh. and and we're always looking to make trails better and exactly um, you know it, it just more rider friendly, right? I mean, we're uh-huh. not looking for easy, but we're looking for good. Right, right, and the and and it is a little bit deceptive because when you're in the desert. You don't always realize how much climbing you're doing. And, you know, the ride doesn't have anywhere near like the climbing, say, that Tevis does. But it it does have some climbing. I mean, it's going to be a challenging ride. It's not going to be like, you know, walk in the park. Correct. And, and people, again, they assume that that you hear desert or high desert and you're thinking, Oh, this is going to be a flat ride. And I've uh-uh. been telling writers for, you know, 25 so years. I said, I tell you what, when you leave camp and ride for a half an hour and then turn around and look where you just rode from and you're going to go, Oh, I just wow. climbed, exactly. climbed, you know, a, a bunch of elevation, but it, it, it's such, it's such that it is not, overwhelming at all it's uh-huh. not like you're you're going for those who remember um the washoe 100 it's not like climbing the sobs or something <laughs> exactly. um you know it, it's it's you know it's it's a gentle climb but it's there yeah. you know there's nothing there's it nothing is. crazy about the ride and it, it's just that again don't go in with the perception of it being a completely flat ride. Now, to some people in the mountains, this might be a flat ride for them if you're used to climbing up and down the Rockies. Um, yeah. yeah. Because it's not that by any means. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I've definitely ridden way harder climbing rides than 20 Mule Team. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Lots of them. Um, but it's, a, like I said, it's a good first time 
um, hundred. It's a good first time any kind of ride. Um, uh-huh. Like I said, Thursday, Thursday we're doing uh, on Halloween. We're doing a twenty-five and a fifty. The fifty being the national championship, but we also have open ride on the fifty as well. And then Saturday, it's basically like twenty mule team. Um, we're doing the thirty-five, sixty-five, one hundred, the national championship one hundred. And also we're putting in a 50 again in, in okay. that ride as well. So there's lots of different, lots of different, uh, deals. Distances. Um, you're going to have your hands full. <laughs> yeah. I think we, in, in, in a couple of days time, we were doing something like, I don't know, 10 rides, something like that. But you know, I've, I've done that before when I've, um, uh-huh. I've put on a lot of different distances for lots of different disciplines. So. Um, right. So how, about how many riders have you got so far? So as of last night, I think we have 115 okay. um, riders total between the okay. two and, and more with more coming, coming in. Yeah. Yeah. More, more is coming. You know, I mean, right. we're, we're still three weeks out, you know, exactly. um, and, so. and my entry, we're going to do Red Rock, which we just talked to Tammy, the ride manager for the Red Rock ride on this Saturday uh-huh. and assuming that goes well for both of my horses you will be getting my entries and then uh, I, t- I assume bow and chief then bow and chief and then there you, you go get to put up with me and my two two juniors <laughs> at, uh all of Karen no, never a problem Saturday I know we're gonna have so much fun we are we are so the awards too for the national championship. I, I'll 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 throw okay. a little um, a little teaser in on this for the finishers for Thursday and Saturday's national championship rides, the fifty and the hundred, just for the national championship rides. Uh-huh. All completions get a belt buckle. That's awesome. And then, yeah, yeah well, that's that's awesome. But this is. This is a little there's bit more. more. Awesome. I know there's more. There is more. I'm going to, I'm going to throw, and I'm going to give it all away, but I'm going to give you a big one. Okay. The winner of each weight division okay. for the national championship 50 and the national championship hundreds win a saddle. Wow. So every weight division, including the juniors, first, first person to, to finish in their weight division, guess what? You got a new saddle. That's nice. So, yeah, pretty cool. And you get the belt buckle, too. And the belt buckle. And food. And there's, about the food. there's lots of other awards. Um, there's know. some really cool awards for the open rides. Um, it's just a lot of it, people have really stepped up, and it's going to be a really, really, really good event. It is. It is. And the cool thing is the juniors all get to ride any distance at a discounted rate, which is great. Absolutely. Absolutely. We started that several years ago that it's just a flat rate. doesn't matter what distance you are um, to bring more juniors into the sport Uh um, because some of us are getting a little bit longer in the tooth, (laughs) you know, Um, Uh and you know, it's, it's cool to see, um, the juniors riding. I mean, you've got a couple that you're bringing along. Um, uh, my wife one. and I are bringing our son along. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. He, he, our son who just turned 10 now. Um, 
he's done like four different rides already. So cool. You know, uh, it's cool to see the kids and it's cool that I remember my son, uh, 20 mule team a couple of years ago, of course I was working and my wife had taken him out and did the LD uh-huh. and we come back when it's all done and Melissa Ribley was vetting and Andrew said at the end, well, that was fun. Can we go do it again? <laughs> and that was after he finished the 25. He wanted to, he was ready to roll sure. and go out and do yeah. it again. Uh-huh. And it was like, he was, I think, I think it was eight then. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that, you know, it's just, man, they're energizer bunnies. And it's great. <laughs> I know. It's, absolutely cool to see yes it is it is and so the volunteers since i volunteered and i volunteered you're gonna be with me i am but the volunteers you are this is really cool you guys everybody that volunteers they're gonna get a t-shirt and they're gonna get fed yep and they're gonna get to have a lot of fun there. Yes. And so if anybody wants to volunteer, uh, go to the uh, Facebook AERC National Championship. AERC 2019NC is the um, the website address. Or you can just search on Facebook for it and you'll be able to find it. Or go to AERC.org and you can find it that way as well through the ride calendar and Go to the website, get more information if you want to volunteer, or if you're still kind of on the fence about entering, you still have time. We got, you know, we got time and uh, uh, you you definitely don't want to miss it because it might be a long time before we have the national championship out West again. Right. And also for people that, that want to learn about endurance. It's a great thing to come and just watch, you uh-huh. know, um, because you can access, especially on Saturday, one of the vet checks is back at the fairground. So you don't even have to go anywhere. Uh-huh. You don't want to, uh, and there's places real, real close and to get to, to watch how things happen. Um, and you know, that's, it's always a great way to, to learn is just to use your eyeballs and ask questions and, and, uh-huh. uh, and then maybe help out at a ride here or there. And then, you know, as you're still thinking about it and then get Jump your horse in. and ride. Exactly. Yeah, and the absolutely. fairgrounds is, it's a great facility. There's water stalls, corrals, showers, a covered, yeah. big covered area that, they can use um, for vetting and for food. And speaking of food, because I keep bringing up food, uh, I hear there's <laughs> a cowboy caterer the whole time, according to Melissa. So tell us about yep. the the plans for the food. Um, I'm not uh, exactly 100% sure everything that she's got planned, although I okay. know that we're going to have food on Thursday uh-huh. on Saturday, Saturday night, Sunday morning. Um, so there's going to be several different meals there, absolutely okay. available. Good. Good. And you can get tickets. Some tickets come with your entry, and then there's also additional dinner tickets or breakfast tickets, whichever, um, that you can purchase there. Okay, cool. 
Good. Well, I can't wait to see you, Brian. Yeah, just a few more weeks. I'm I'm actually um, packing a trailer today to to head down there on Friday and dropping off one of my first three trailer loads of stuff. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to be there. I think I show up there on the 26th of October. So I, I get there in another couple okay. of weeks yeah, and then normal. I'm, I'm there for, I'm there for a while. Okay, cool. Well, so thank you. It's going to be, like I said, it's going to be an awesome ride. Um, it's, it's well worth coming to see or to participate in any, any way. And- and the weather is looking to cooperate and be fabulous. Last I checked, every time I checked, it's going to be nice. So, yes. so stop checking. Don't don't check anymore. Okay, I'm not I'm not going to look anymore because I don't want to jinx anything without <laughs> knocking exactly, on wood. So I know it, it, that's how it works for me. Every time I look, like right. if I'm planning on a ride, the more I look, the worse it gets. So I stop looking. <laughs> It's like right yeah, now. That's I just stopped planning rides. You know, it's just like okay, here's the calendar. This is what I'm thinking I'm going to do, and uh-huh. okay, everything's subject to change, and and just go with it. I mean, we exactly. wouldn't have as many rides. You know, you wouldn't have as many miles as as you had if you worried about every little bit of weather or whatnot. Exactly. You know? No, it just gives us a chance to test our equipment. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm always to the adage if if you bring if you bring foul weather gear, you'll never need it. That's... If you don't bring it, you need it. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Well, you know, well thanks, so... thanks Brian for joining us this morning and I look forward to seeing You're you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Okay. All right, we'll see you in a few weeks. Okay, sounds great. Bye. 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 That sounds like I I like. I almost want to go. I want to go, but can I just can I get can I beam me up, Scotty? Can I get there teleported? You know, fun stuff, food, awards, a great camp. The trail is always super well marked. Um, You know, it's we're really lucky to have the ride out west this time because uh and i think it's really cool we have people coming from like canada new jersey colorado all over how awesome yeah Yeah. it's gonna be really cool i think they're gonna get a lot more entries in the next couple weeks too right yeah and it's that's great that they have the different levels they have a ride available so that mm-hmm. if you want to do your first hundred, you could do it at a rather prestigious. It's like it's like when you go to if you're an eventer and you go to the Kentucky Horse Park and uh-huh. you do a schooling level event, but you're still doing it at the same facility as they do the most prestigious event in the United right. States. Or if yeah. you're a show hunter, yeah. you can do yes. the you can do a three foot division at Madison Square Garden, and that's exactly. really exactly. And you know? they. Really, they could not have gotten a more experienced ride management team than we have here. I mean, like Brian said, he's been doing this for what twenty nine years or yeah, something exactly. like that. Yeah, you know that's going to make a uh, huge difference. It it really does. It it does. It's it, they've got experienced uh, ride management, experienced vets. And volunteers, and it's um, yeah. I'm going to be volunteering with 
Brian, actually, at the second outfit check, uh, along with the two juniors I'm bringing with me on for the hundred. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that that's going to be kind of fun to get to see how everything goes. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a pretty competitive ride, you know, especially for the hundreds on, uh, on Saturday. So, so it's going to be. By the time be, your next show rolls around, I'm looking at the calendar. We'll have all sorts of stuff to we'll talk about. Of, yeah, I want to I hear about how it went. Yeah. Now, flipping topics AERC Fall Special. What's going on there? AERC, by the way, if you're a new listener, is the American Endurance Ride Conference. That's the official organization. That takes care of all things. That sanctions the rides. Right. What's this fall special I'm I'm hearing about? The fall special is if you join AARC now, because we're still in the 2019 ride season, the new season starts December 1st. But if you join right now, uh, basically you get all the benefits of the remainder of this ride season as well as the 2020 ride season. Ah, so if you join now, they basically prorate the rest of this year because you're joining and you get your membership for 2020, but you get right. to enjoy the perks for the remaining remainder of 2019 as well. Exactly. Oh, how fun. And so so you want you want to be a member because like say you decide you get addicted kind of like a lot of people do to the sport. And then you end up wanting to to achieve a goal like, say, a decade team horse, which means you've ridden the same horse for 10 years or more. You have to be a member for for that to count. So if you join and you do just one ride, like in October or November, that ride will count towards that. And as will your lifetime mileage and all that kind of stuff. So... You know, you want to be a member, plus you get all the benefits of being a member, which means you get endurance, the Endurance News Magazine and that sort of thing. So uh, it it's actually a good deal. If you're kind of on the fence about joining, go ahead. Join. Uh, I'm looking types of membership, adult. They have adult, they have youth members. So if you have a junior that's just writing by themselves, they can just join. Um and when you're riding an AERC, because each individual discipline works a little bit differently, if you're an AERC member and you want to get started in endurance, you don't have to pay additional fees if you're not a USEF member. AERC gets you what you need to have until you get to the international level. Right. Well, yeah. And USEF and AERC kind of parted ways. They're, they're two separate organizations, so, so you don't need so two separate they're memberships. Exactly. You, you just AERC is all you need. I'm an AERC yeah. member. Um, you know, the, one of the best ways to get involved is to just go go to AERC.org and you can go to the ride calendar and you can search by state or by region. AERC has seven different regions. Like we have the West region, which is basically most of central or Northern California and Nevada. You've got, you know, Northwest, Southeast, Midwest, Central, Pacific, South. Something for everybody. Exactly. So you go and find a ride that's close to you and you can contact the ride manager and go volunteer and bring cookies they'll love you there's there's so much there's so many different things you can go 
you know, you know, ride managers love having help. Um, it, and the thing I do want to say is don't, you know, if you contact a ride manager like a week before a ride and you don't hear back from them, they're probably out working their butts off marking trail. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, plan ahead if you can by a couple weeks or more. And, uh, you know, don't be offended if somebody doesn't get back to you right away because they're just busy. They're working like like Brian said, he's already going to start this next week hauling down loads of stuff to the ride to get everything prepared and ready. And, you know, people are going to be, you know, people work your, you know, most ride managers work year around to get their rides put on. Yeah. So they put in a ton of effort and work. Uh, but they do really appreciate having the volunteers that can come out and help because the rides could not take place if it weren't for all the volunteers that go and help. There we go. And it's lots of fun to, to <laughs> help the vets out because you get to enjoy yes. their, their knowledge and pick their brains a little bit. So AERC.org, check it out today. And if you want to find <laughs> links to today's guests and show notes, you're going to go to horsesinthemorning.com. Today's episode is for October 8th, 2019. And you can follow us on Facebook. Just search Horses in the Morning. And our handle on Twitter is Horse Radio. Make sure you have your the app downloaded to your phone. And if you do, help your friends who are less tech savvy do the same. Go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. Our app is free and easy to use. You can get this show as well as, oh, a dozen or so other ones that we do here at Horse Radio Network. Oh, last week I just asked Google, hey, Google, play the most recent episode of the horses in the morning podcast and it just did it yay hey google I know, how, that? Cool, how cool is that hands free didn't hands have to free. touch anything just there we go you can do it while you're riding just pull it <laughs> what to do it was and, great and it started playing stacy westfall how cool is that yeah See? Woo-hoo. Tell I know. Us, we want to hear about that kind of stuff and thanks very much to our sponsors of this show which are renegade hoof boots and the Distance Depot. Both of check those both out. And uh, thanks for them supporting this show. And we will be back again tomorrow, Wednesday, with another show. We're going to have a little chat with our vet segment. And Jamie's going to be back. And I'm sure she's going to have tales from the road driving back from the Retired Racehorse Project. So we'll see you next month. Okay, everybody, wear your helmets. Be safe. 